Hey everyone, welcome to the Right Now Podcast. Our hosts are Broxton and Chase, and our special guest is John Jeter. Uh, please enjoy and listen to the whole thing. Hey, nobody has ever introduced themselves to the Right Now Podcast, John. That's big stuff, man. Yeah, it takes guts. takes guts to introduce mm-hmm. themselves to the Right Now Podcast. Now, John, this is a student ministry podcast for our um, student ministry here at Ridgecrest. Baptist Church, where we want to encourage teenagers to understand the magnitude of living in the moment. I think sometimes it's easy to look past the moment and not grasp the the thought that God has a plan and a purpose for you right where you are um, in this situation. And so today on the Right Now podcast, we want to have some questions that I'm going to ask you, John. You ready for those questions? Yes. He's ready. So we're going to ask some questions, though, that help us understand about some things God's doing in your life right now. But before we get to those three questions, I have another question I got to ask you that I didn't uh, help you understand before we did this. So you nervous about a surprise question? No, not at all. Not at all. All right. So if you could spend time with anybody right now outside of a biblical character, okay? okay? So let's just, let's relieve you of the pressure of having to say Jesus because we're you know, in the church world, somebody right now, dead or alive, outside of a biblical character, who would it be and why? Hmm. His mind's spinning over there. That's a hard one. There's like there's like a lot of people that I would probably do that. Uh, probably Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great. All right. Why did you say Alexander the Great? Uh, because Alexander the Great conquered basically the entire known world and was still loved by his men. He was like a great, uh, he he loved uh, great literature. And so I really would want to know what was going on inside his mind and uh, how he inspired uh, the masses of soldiers that were under him. So John, are you a history buff? Yes. So if I, are you a person that can just throw dates out there? Like, you know, like when Alexander the Great ruled and stuff like that? When he ruled? Uh, I know that, um, like he was the one that, uh, golly, I'm trying to think because he, when did he rule? I don't know when he ruled either. No it's idea. all right. So it's no okay. Idea. I just had to, I'm I just had to ask. Think, Sorry. I, I know that you, I know these from Macedonia and all that. I yeah. Think, I put you on the spot with I that question. Yeah. I can't remember if it was pre Christ or a, yeah. after Christ. I think he'd be after yeah, Christ. Yeah. So, but anyways, we don't want to get caught up on that. Let's go to this really quick. Is there anybody right off the top of your head that you would say you want to spend time with right now that's alive? Uh, President Trump. President Trump. Yes. All right. You're big into politics. We might get in that conversation mm-hmm. a little bit later. So anyways, John, we're excited to have you on the podcast today and thankful um, for your um, involvement here at our church and involvement in our student ministry and proud of uh, just who you are and the things that are going on. And so uh, tell everybody just for a brief moment before we jump in the questions again, too, though, uh, where you're at school, grade, what you do, that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm currently a senior at Providence High School. Uh, I play football. Or I played football. Uh, season just ended. And I play soccer. Um, fixing to get into that. I'm involved in a lot of things with Providence, uh, Student Leadership Council, a lot of other um things like work uh like after school workouts i don't know fca but um planning on going to auburn university probably is that um, official it's not official are you no. making that official on the, i'm right not now making that official <laughs> um 
But yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good 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 one. I went and toured it. It's between that and Huntington and Mississippi State. Okay. All right, John. Well, let's jump into our questions. Um, and again, I just want to reemphasize the reason why we do this podcast and read two verses of scripture from Ephesians chapter five that say this, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand the Lord's what the Lord's will is. And so that's the basis. We want to make the most of every opportunity, live right now in the moment for the glory of God. And so first question this afternoon for us, John, is what is God teaching you right now? Uh, I'd say God's teaching me, and really all throughout high school, that's been a key thing is to trust the plan. And because there's a, a lot of um, inconsistencies about life during high school, you, you don't know where you're going, you don't know who you are, you really, it's kind of like a self-discovery kind of thing. Um, but the main thing is right now is trust the plan, especially with going to college, don't know where I'm going. I, I have an idea of what I want to do, but I'm not totally sure yet. Um, so really it's a lot of trusting. All right. So talking about trusting and specifically trusting in God's plan, what are some things that have helped you to do that? Uh, I would say being surrounded by like good community. So, uh, a lot of, uh, I'm here every Wednesday, every Sunday. My main friend group is, uh, a circle I found here at Ridgecrest Baptist church. We've known each other for years and years and years. Um, good leadership here, Chase. And, uh, but, uh, I would say the main thing that's keeping me on course is how you're asking yeah, yeah, yeah. is just being surrounded by, uh, Godly friends, godly parents, godly sister. She's helped me a lot. Uh, made sure that I've made good decisions. Um, and uh, that's it. It's so like, when you think about John, and those are that's a great answer. And I think it's clear in Scripture how God created the church to be a community of encouragement and a community of people that push other people to trust in the plan of God and seek the plan of God with all their heart. And so. When you think about this thought of trusting God's plan, has it gotten harder as you've gotten older in high school or easier? What would it's, you say? It's definitely gotten harder because as you uh, grow up in high school, um, it becomes it becomes clearer and clearer that you're not a child anymore. Nobody's there to take care of you. You've got to rely a lot on, uh, I wouldn't say, I mean, us as Christians rely on God, but you, ha- you also have to rely on yourself. Um, and so it's definitely gotten harder to trust God because, uh, also as the older you get, the more, uh, hard times you go through, the more things you experience, the more things cross your mind, I'd say, the more temptations there are, the easier it is to, uh, do the things that you're not supposed to do. Um, so I'd say it's gotten harder. Yeah, I think I would agree uh, with you, John, like throughout my high school years that it got harder. And, and honestly, some of the things for me is like I just I get I got caught up in more of just what was going on around me than just mm-hmm. like the childlike faith that you had as a younger kid to know that God can be trusted. Like I, I got to a place where I thought there had to be certain things had to happen a certain way or I had to see God a certain way or, or it had to be done a certain way that instead of just 
taking God at his word. And I think um, with the distractions, especially for you guys, what you guys experience in the world today of the distractions of social media, the distractions of just the climate of our nation, um, it's easy to get caught in those distractions and, and really lose track of trust in who God is and his plan. So uh, great answer, um, John, and I think it's something that can be an encouragement. And so what would you say, one last kind of thought on this thought of trusting God's plan, what would you say to some younger students out there right now to help them learn what you've learned to now and uh, better trust God where he, where they, where he has them uh, in their life? I would say... Um... You know, I'll, it's not a creed, but it's a verse. I, I, it's kind of like, I would say it's my life verse is Romans one sixteen, is do not be ashamed of the gospel. Uh, and for it is, I can't remember the rest of it. I should have yeah. it memorized. Do <laughs> if not I be say ashamed of the gospel is the power of Christ. Yeah, it's the power of Christ. This... Um, but first the Jude and the Gentile. But um, I would say live by that because um, whenever you start becoming unashamed of your faith and you stop looking to other things to fulfill uh, the hole you have. Um, then you start having an outlook on life that is a lot more joyous and a lot um, less clouded by the world. So that's what I would tell them. Yeah, that's a great, uh, great challenge for any of you that are listening, just whether you're a senior in high school or older or younger um, to uh, be focused in that, not be clouded um, by the things of the world. So, all right, second question, John. You ready? Yes. You're on point with this. You probably could just, I mean, you, the way you introed yourself, you could an- ask yourself the second question. You want to do that? Uh, no. no. All right, here remember. we go. Uh, well, yeah, I have an answer, but I don't remember the question. All right, I'll ask you the question. Question number two, how can God use you and your generation right now? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, so I, I had been mulling over this one all day, too. Uh, so I would say my generation is the most, like uh, my generation, um, wants the truth more than any other generation. And because we have it on our fingertips, yeah, you can just look anything up and I'm not saying the internet has all the answers, but you can get the answer to a lot of things, um, because it's on our fingertips. So, um, with that, I would say my generation should, uh, and the question specifically, let me look. Can you read? <laughs> How can God use you and your generation yeah. right now? So I would say look for truth. Um, don't take the news at its word. Don't take the internet at its word. Search and uh, make sure you have good sources for where you get your wisdom and your knowledge. And um, that's one thing that, especially with the current climate in the U.S., is truth. Because... Um, People are always going back on what they say. So I would say listen to people that are consistent with what they say throughout their lives. Uh, listen to people that have good, um, good, how do you say, backgrounds, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But um, don't just uh, go through social media and take everything from it um, without backing up or looking up what that is. So I'd say God can use our generation to show everybody what real truth is. Yeah, that's so good. I think um, in a, earlier today, John, we were doing another podcast and we talking a little bit about worldviews and mm-hmm. uh, critical thinking and thinking for yourself versus just jumping into a train of thought or a worldview or, a, you know, the current 
climate of anything just because it's what you see on a news station or your person you follow on a social media site, but really taking the time to think for yourself. And I would say, John, one of the things that I have enjoyed about our time together and uh, our conversations is that you have that kind of mindset where you are thinking for yourself, whether it's sending me a question that you and I are still got to sit down and talk mm -hmm. about, you know, or if it's, um, you know, pushing different thoughts or ideas for our student ministry. Like it, it's really, um, something that you've come to yourself, not something that you just got because somebody else did it or said it. So just for a quick second, what, and, and we'll wrap up with this on this question, but what, what has it been that has helped you think for yourself? I would say, uh, my parents helped me, um, with that because they, they put me in a school that, and I'm not saying my school's the best because you can find truth in any school you're in. Uh, but they put me in a school, um, and they taught me that, um, you are your own person and nobody else defines who you are. Well, I mean, other than finding your, um, identity in Christ, right? of course, but, um, you have to um, almost, um, that's a hard question. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, well, I mean, you, you've answered that. I yeah. mean, I think you, you've, you've put it at a place where your parents have, and your friend group already mentioned mm -hmm. that a little bit and your school has put it at a place for you to see. You have to you, find truth. Right. I mean, I talked about that earlier. Right. But really that's what that's what life is about is finding truth because um a lot of people go throughout life and they can't find uh what their identity is in, where where they want to be and they they just they live without meaning. Yeah. And so finding meaning, finding truth, um finding the truth, beauty and goodness in life, that's what uh providence has taught me and they teach you to find that. And through not just the Bible. I mean, read the Bible. It's awesome. But also look at ancient literature. Look at Socrates. Look at Aristotle. Look at logical thinking. And through deductive logic and other things, you can find that truth. Yeah. And you can uh, see where the best place is for you to be. Well, you've been put at a place that you've had to do this thinking for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, it's not something that mom or dad can do it. It's not something that, you know, even with an older sibling that's been in the same school as you, all those kind of things can't be done. You've had to do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a key part of critical thinking of centering your thoughts in the scripture, centering what you're seeking your worldview to be um, through the lens of the Bible. But then from, from there, um, you know, saying, God, what is it that I believe? What mm -hmm. is it that you have shown me as truth from your word? What does that look like? All of those kind of things versus just, again, going with the next trendiest thing. And your generation right now, unfortunately, in a lot of ways, that's just their mindset. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not really, they might be seeking truth, but they're not, I would say, I would say very few people are seeking in a way that are really trying to figure it out for themselves, they find it really quickly because they figured it out from someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the best things that you and I can think about and you know, your generation can process is like, I gotta, I need this myself. Mm -hmm. What is truth myself yeah. centered in a biblical worldview and let that impact the way I walk my life every mm -hmm. single day. So let's wrap up. Uh, John, last question. 
this one's kind of an interesting one, especially in our current climate. And you've already mentioned you and Broxton might need to, or Broxton mentioned y'all might need to have a conversation about this. But what is a major current event of great interest to you right now? I would say the election. And whether you're blue or you're red or independent, whatever color that is, um, that you can see the hypocrisy in it. And that's what is most interesting to me because with, um, and I'm trying not to step on anybody's toes here. Um, not, no, I mean, not ours, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, especially with the 2016 election, you can, um, especially the Democrats and how they lost, they said that the election was rigged, Russia rigged the election, China rigged the election, and now you come to this election and for some reason it can't be rigged because their candidate won. So that is what is very interesting to me because they're just like, oh, accept the truth, we can heal, but, you know, to be quite honest... I don't want. I would rather not be unified with a party that is for the murdering of babies, is um, for a lot of things that go against the Bible, go against the truth of yeah. what we said earlier. Mm-hmm. So, what do you do with this stuff, John? Do you search it out? Do you like read about it? Like, man, you can't. Yeah, you can't trust any of the news. So you gotta, you gotta really get bits and pieces from everywhere. All right, explain that a little bit more, okay? So if you can't trust the news, where do you find your bits and pieces and how do you determine? Uh, I would say uh, just go to a lot of different news sources, uh, especially ones that are from different countries. So like uh, I think it's the British News Network, something like that. They're, they tend to not be biased about a lot of things that happen in America. And um, uh, Fox News is is, is a... Sometimes good one, um, not always. Um, but I'd say look it up for yourself. Um, find it. I find it by reading a lot of different articles about the same subject because then you get a lot of different viewpoints, a lot of different so-called facts. Yeah, Broxton, would you speak into any of this for a brief moment? I don't know. I know you're on the more realm of the political end. Um, I'm. I can't. I know what's going on to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not into it as as some of you guys are. So. Is there a specific part you want me to speak into? Well, I think speaking into that question of just then of like John explaining to us that he ha- finds different sources. How do you know what is true? Like, how do you know who to believe, what not to believe? How do you kind of navigate the world of? the hypocrisy that comes with the election and try to find some sort of thing that could be valid in it. Um, Well, I know that we are limited by time, and so I'm going to try to keep it as short as possible. But I would think that the the best part of what John said was multiple sources. So like you – and I mean gone are the days where you get like a newspaper delivered to your front porch – um, for economic reasons first, but also it's just like an outdated form of, 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 of doing things and keeping yourself informed. But it's also like, if you're doing that, you're trusting that whatever publisher that is, whoever it is, whether it's the Dothan Eagle or 
the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, you're trusting that they're going to act in your best interest to to give you what you, the information you need to know and that it is all going to be fair and accurate. And so um, I was talking with my wife about this this morning. There is no, I don't care who you are, there is no unbiased news source, whether it's Fox News, CNN, the New York Times, whatever it is. Uh, and I would actually rather it be that way. Like there's a lot of people that say, I, you know, I wish we go back to the days where everything was unbiased. I don't think that was ever true. And so I would actually rather have whatever outlet I'm getting my news from tell me their worldview, the way they the way they see things and where they're coming from, and then give me their version of the news and I can sort through that and then I can go over to this source and I know their worldview and then their perspective on the news. And then you sort through those things and like a good rule of thumb is, well, if you read a bunch of different stuff about one issue, one story, if you read five different things, eventually there are going to be some common threads and that's when you know, okay, well, this is what's actually happening because each, each of those five different places is going to give you a different spin on something. But if something is actually true, there's a certain point where you can't leave it out. Um, so that's what I would say. But as far as like practically, um, I, I think one good source that I've started to find recently is real clear politics. And so they have like, it's basically like an aggregator of different stuff. So you go to their website and they, they have their own people that write their own stories and stuff like this. But at the top of the page, they link to a bunch of different articles and stuff. And so it'll be like whatever's trending for the day and it'll be the same thing. It'll, it'll actually alternate between, okay, well, here's the first one. It's from a conservative source like the daily wire or, and here's the same thing from like the Hill or Slate or Vox or something like that, that is from a left-wing source. And so it kind of, it makes it easier for you because you don't necessarily have to go search it out as much. But at the same time, you need to realize that there is work involved if you really want to understand this stuff. Um, and the last thing I would say to me, the biggest thing is um, put your effort and your time into some of these newer media type things rather than the legacy newspapers and the legacy broadcast channels because they're, they are all on one side. And so that's just the reality of it. Um, and these newer independent people, like you're going to get what you pay for and you're going to get what you support. So if, if you're claiming you want something that's unbiased or whatever, you need to put your, your money where your mouth is and go for that. Got anything you want to say to that, John? Oh, I totally agree with that. Totally agree. I love it. Yeah. I love the idea of the multiple sources because, like you said, at some point in the middle of the sources that we're searching, truth comes in. And so I think um, you got to filter that for yourself, though. And that goes back to thinking for yourself and uh, doing that. So, John, wrap um, this kind of question up, and then we'll be done in general. But why why is the election, why is all this? And you, I know you mentioned the hypocrisy of it and stuff like that, but why is this such a big deal to mm -hmm. you? I would say it's such a big deal because, um, like, for older people, it's not as big of a deal because they've lived their life. But for my generation, this presidency that we have, whether it, Trump or Biden, um, will um, be the future of our country. Because on the one hand, uh, one side wants to change a lot of things that have been 
historically what has worked for this country and what our founding fathers put in. And on the other side, um, they're not threatening our religious freedoms like the other side is. So um, I would say why I'm so interested in it and why I everybody or a lot of young people need to be more into politics is because it is our it is what is going to determine our future in america yeah yeah that's a great a great reason and it goes back to kind of the thought process of our podcast of living right now Mm -hmm. and knowing that yes some of this may seem so big so far out there but it still is going to have an effect Mm -hmm. and it's going to affect as small of where we might feel we are right now and so i really applaud you for your heart in that and uh your interest in that um and encourage you to keep thinking for yourself and 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 centering that thoughts in the in god's word and letting that guide um what you do so john it's been fun man yeah it has been good yeah enjoyed it appreciate your your time and your thoughts and uh your heart and excited for what the future holds even if it's going to Auburn University, mm-hmm. um, even though that's would not be my choice of school, not because of the school itself, but being obviously an Alabama fan, um, you know, a little rival there thought, you know, but I'll, I'll be glad for you to go there. I know some other folks will be glad that you yeah. go to go to Auburn as well, but thankful for you and your family and uh, excited for your future. And uh, just thanks for being a leader in our student ministry and uh, making a, an impact, as we said already right now um, for God's glory.